which was a little mean, because it would make Mona wonder whether Amy had flung herself off a cliff or across some train tracks or taken a whole bunch of pills and gone to sleep. But Mona should know better. If Amy hadn't done any of those things while they were still stuck in Ruby Falls, she sure as hell wasn't going to do it once she finally escaped. It was getting late, and Amy wasn't so tired that she didn't know how hungry she was. She'd bought a few bags of pretzels at the last bus station, and now she crunched into them happily, her lips shriveling from the salt. She started to remember where she was going, and that of course made her remember where she'd just come from. And she thought of Mona, who would have been so scared when she found her just gone. She didn't know why she'd done it. She woke up early and knew today was the day, or rather yesterday was the day. She'd been on the bus for something like twenty hours now. And when you knew something, there was no point in not knowing it, just like there was no point in waiting. What day was it? The 18th? She uncapped her pen and wrote, August 18th, 1993, on the top edge of the postcard where the stamp would go. Her stomach and her knees and her butt hurt, and she was grateful to be in the window seat, even though it was dark and there wasn't much to see. She pressed her forehead against the cool glass. She thought she was in Indiana or Kansas maybe by now. Hollywood was closer than ever. Her future was closer. The world flickered by, unspooling like a reel of undeveloped film. The darkness of the bus, close and warm, reminded her of sitting in the dark of a movie theater on the boardwalk with her father. A million years ago, it seemed, the summer before he died, when she was four and he took her to see the clash of the titans on a rainy day when it was too cold to go to the beach. This is Ray Harryhausen's masterpiece, he whispered to her. You think those skeletons and Jason and the Argonauts are cool? Wait till you see Pegasus. Wait till you see Medusa. Wait till you see the Kraken. She remembered sucking the chocolate coating off each junior mint and thinking it was funny that there was sand on the floor, like the beach just couldn't stay away. And then the lights came down, and she forgot about the mints in the sand. She left the earth completely. She traveled to Olympus. She rode the back of a white-winged horse. She shrank from the red death rattle of Medusa and goggled at the great titan of the sea, the Kraken, as it rose screaming from the depths to claim the sacrificial Andromeda. And he, Ray Harryhausen, had created them had built them improbably from wire and clay and plastic and feathers, built them and given them movement and desire and souls. Harryhausen, come to think of it, was the only god she had ever learned to worship. He created a world in his movies that captured her, that thrilled her, that felt like home. It was a world she'd spent her entire life trying to find. And now she could see the doorway, just a little down the road, waiting for her to walk through. She sat up and grabbed her pen. Anyway, I left you the best parts of myself, she wrote. You know where to look. There was nothing more to say. Part 1 1. The Runaway Arthur Rook didn't know. He woke up on Friday morning when Amy rolled out of bed, but the running of the shower sang him back to sleep. When his alarm buzzed at seven, he woke again, shaved and dressed and fed himself and Ray Harryhaws and the cat, and stood on the curb in front of his apartment complex in Toluca Lake, just north of Hollywood, waiting for a ride to work. 
Like every morning in Los Angeles, it was colder than Arthur, who grew up in Boston, thought L.A. was supposed to be. He squinted at the sun, hugging himself. He saw his breath on the air. He wished Max Morris would show up already, hopefully with coffee or maybe those little homemade donuts Max's boyfriend Manny made that Max didn't like and didn't have the heart to admit. Manny put little notes in with the donuts. Always a pun. You're my favorite in the whole world. Or, donut what I do with you. And Arthur felt a little guilty devouring sweets specially packed for another person. When Arthur asked Max why he let Manny go on thinking he liked the donuts, wasn't he worried someday Manny would discover the truth and be hurt? Max shrugged and said, sometimes you let the people you love believe what they want to believe. Why? Arthur had asked. Because you love them, Max had said. There, right then. That was the moment it happened.